Merkel Media. You think that I'm running in place? Y'all really testing my patience. Right before I blow up the spot, I had to get back to the basics. What if my talent is wasted? You see what I'm lacking to place me? Since I rap in the basement But my come up is legend, is greatness I don't care now, it's pedal to the metal I can never quit now, I will never settle Puppet to the game, I'm pulling strings like to pedal We in the same game, but I'm on a different level I passed it, gotta keep grinding till I'm laid up in the casket No fake round, but you feeling too plastic Yeah, y'all feeling too plastic They say my style crazy, but then it's straight jacket Whoa. Why you still testing my patience? Trying to turn me into something I ain't trying to be All the haters in heavy rotation You gon' lose yourself, quit testing me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Cause I'm looking like Wesley, test me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind I would like for you guys to thank me. First and foremost, there's my viewer account. I would like for you to thank me. I watched the end of that game so you didn't have to. The Philadelphia 76ers get absolutely mollywopped by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh and we're going to we're, we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about some things. First of all, thank you for being here. This is Run It Back Philly. No frauds, no fanboys. Absolutely never ever ever any intros. Just so you know, you can listen to all of these episodes in podcast form in audio form in crystal clear mastered audio form thanks to Merkel Media. Over on Apple Podcasts and any other podcast platform of your choosing. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, I would kindly ask you to leave a review on the podcast on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description. Subscribe to this channel if you're not subscribed. 30% of people that watch these shows are not subscribed. That is fraudulent behavior. And you know this is a no-fraud zone. Hit the notification bell. If your notifications aren't working, turn them off. Turn them back on because you do notifications are weird. And everybody hit the like button. Of course, the numbers are going to be down because the Sixers got spanked. This game was over uh, basically the start of the third quarter. And I really think most people, uh, people who don't have degenerative obsessions with 76ers basketball like I do, and like I think the 71 of you that are actually in here do, uh, they turned the game off. They put a different NBA game on. They put a replay of the, I think a replay of the Eagles game was on NFL Network. Somebody tweeted and said, hey, if you're watching the Sixers game, just so you know, the replay of the Eagles game is on NFL Network. You know, people were finding all kinds of other things to do because this was over. This was over. I haven't seen a beat down like that since Jake Paul knocked out Nate Robinson. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Philadelphia 76ers were Nate Robinson in this game, and the Cleveland Cavaliers were, they weren't even Jake Paul. They were Mike Tyson in his prime in this game. 
Keep in mind, the Cleveland Cavaliers are missing Jarrett Allen, uh, Kevin Love, and Ricky Rubio. Not that Ricky Rubio actually matters, but they're, they're still missing some players. On top of what they just did to us, they're still missing some players. By the third quarter of this game, I felt like I was watching the 10 and 72 76ers. I felt like we were back in the process era. I actually said to myself, when George, when Zorzish Nyang, when, when Bang Bang George Niang hit a three, one of very, very few three pointers that we actually made in this game, I said to myself, hey, we cut it to 25. And I felt like I was put back in 2015. In 2014, when I was watching Sixers games, and I, I said that to myself a lot watching those games. All right, we cut it to 20. If we can get it down to 18 by the start of the fourth, I'm like, what am I doing? <clears throat> it's 2022. What are we doing here? Um, The Sixers are better without James Harden. Crowd are awfully, awfully silent tonight. Not that. James would have made a, a massive difference in this game unless you could unless you had players that could really guard the three-point line about 40 feet away who happened to be seven foot five and can block uh three-point attempts that the Cavs were chucking up behind their back over their head over their shoulders I mean I think by the by the end of the third quarter they weren't even looking anymore they had their eyes closed and the ball was just going in so realistically the story of this game is, one of those games. One of those basketball games where one team can't miss no matter what they do, no matter how contested it is, they can't miss. And the other team can't hit a barn with a fucking golf ball. Can't hit can't can't hit the ocean with a beach ball. You know? Can't hit a lick with a prostitute, man. We <laughs> we couldn't hit anything. We couldn't hit anything if we were on spring break. That's how bad we were in this game. I'm telling jokes to try to cheer up the 90 people that put themselves through the pain of watching this and tuning into this show. Thank you for being here. I really, really appreciate y'all that are here. Um, yeah, I don't think James would have made a big difference, but uh, watching the game the way that it started, you know, I, I said to myself, we're back. We're back. And yeah, the Cavs went on to, to shoot record numbers and do things that they would have beat any team in the NBA tonight. Easily, it just they were the the, the the shooting percentages were astronomical, and nobody no, nobody was nobody was keeping up with that. But the way we started this game, I was not a fan of. I was not a fan of the way we started this game. We had no system, no plan, hardly any action going on. I didn't see really any. Shake Milton pick and rolls with Joel Embiid in the entire first quarter, probably the first half, probably the entire game. Uh, and, you know, Shake has been balling. Shake has been dropping 20 plus points, six, seven, eight, nine re uh, assists, 
He's been the pick-and-roll maestro of this unit without James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. So I thought we really started the game, and it looked like nobody was calling a play. Nobody was really doing much of anything. Uh, we were just passing the ball around, running and uh, beat ISOs, uh, and waiting for double teams and waiting to kick it out of the double teams. Now, I don't want to jump to a crazy conclusion in this game or overreact or anything, but I did say just last night with my friends RB and Sean Bernard, I said that this, this high that we're on right now, this... This fun little run that we're on with the bench players beating NBA teams. Don't you worry. It, it, we're going to come back down to earth. You're going to see the same old, same old. And we start this game out with really not a whole lot of action from the perimeter and a whole lot of feeding and beating to double teams. I started to say, wait a minute, this is starting to look like what did Eastwood say last night? What it looked like the first five games of the season. That's what it looked like in this first quarter. I'm not overreacting to this game as a whole, but the way that we started this game, we looked like what we looked like the first five games of this season. You're also playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are a very good team right now. A good defensive team. And in that first quarter, I guess the first quarter is really the only thing I can actually break down about this game because then it was over. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but the first quarter, the Cavs were showing you things defensively that the Orlando Magic aren't going to show you, that the Brooklyn Nets aren't going to show you, uh, that the Atlanta Hawks aren't going to show you. The Cavs are a good defensive team. They were bringing the doubles to Embiid quickly. They were bringing the doubles from different angles. They were bringing the doubles from the left, from the right, from underneath. And then as soon as he looked to pass, they were flashing back. They were flashing back sometimes before he passed. They were decoying doubles. They were bringing doubles and flashing away and coming back. They were doing all kinds of things defensively in that first quarter. Their whole goal was throw the kitchen sink at Joel Embiid. And that should be your goal when it's Joel Embiid and and DeAnthony Melton and and... Daniel House Jr. and Matisse Thibel. I mean, that should be your goal when it's Joel Embiid without any other stars on the floor to throw the kitchen sink at Joel Embiid. I'm surprised other teams playing against these bench players haven't uh, applied that strategy, I guess I'll say. Uh, I know these players were shooting very well in the, you know, in the Magic game, in the Brooklyn game, in the Atlanta game. So possibly they, they might have tried that and we were just hitting shots and they had to revert. Uh, but in this game, nobody could make anything. Nobody could even handle the ball in the perimeter. Nobody could get anything going. So the Cavs said, hey, let's throw the kitchen sink at Joel Embiid because he's, he, he's our only shot. He's their only shot of putting up a fight in this game. If, if the Sixers are going to come close to to beating us in this game with as bad as they're shooting and as good as we're shooting, it's going to be Joel and be doing some kind of Superman tactics. So we're, we're, we're going to bring doubles and triples. I thought the Cavs played great defense in the first quarter, and that really set the tone, and that really uh, you know, ignited what was the fire, what was the forest fire that was the second half. Uh, I thought Embiid started out slow. Thought he was getting punked by Robin Lopez a little bit, and, and and 
I don't care what the game is. I don't care who the team is. I don't care what the score is. It's Robin Lopez, Joel. Come on, bro. Come on, Joel. Couple plays, you know, he get it, Lopez hits like a, a hook shot over him, goes right at him. And B comes down, loses the ball, or Lopez blocks a, a, a shot or whatever it was. Uh, I just thought he was getting beat up a little bit by Robin Lopez in the first quarter. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Joel got it together a little bit. He started to become aggressive. Then he started to attack Lopez and do what he knows he can do. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I didn't like Joel at the start of the game. I didn't like basically anybody at the start of the game. Uh, this basically looked like what the Sixers playing without James Harden and Tyrese Maxey should look like. These guys are bench players. They are guys that can come in and give you a spark. They're going to be very inconsistent. That's why they are bench players. So it's the it's the Mark Sanchez effect, if you will. It's the NFL backup quarterback effect, right? They, a decent backup quarterback can come in and give you two wins on a really good team, maybe three wins. Yeah, I'm I'm talking about Nick Foles too. The guy only had like one and a half good games and won the Super Bowl. Backup quarterback can give you two wins, can give you three wins. You start to stretch it, you know. You, you start to get a little Carson Wentz like, and maybe he's out four or five weeks, and and the backup quarterback's going to start to look like a backup quarterback. I think that's what really happened in the first half of this game. The backup quarterback really started to look like a backup quarterback. The, the Sixers bench players who have been playing out of their mind for a couple of games really started to look like NBA bench players. And that's what happened. Um, Tobias, all-star versus scrub teams, Harris. If anybody's going to get actually slandered in this game, it's going to be Tobias Harris. And it's going to be everybody that t told me Tobias Harris just because he had three or four good games against the God Beep Orlando Magic. We can't trade Tobias. Now we have to keep Tobias Harris. Tobias is balling out. Tobias is a weapon. Tobias should come off the bench and lead the bench unit. Tobias this, Tobias that. Did you guys forget how soft? This guy is. You let you let you let this team playing against bad bottom feeder Orlando Magic type of teams, whose whole squad is injured, by the way. You let that blind you. And you think because Tobias can drop 24 against Bull Bowl and, and, and a rookie, and I don't know, name another player on the Orlando Magic, Terrence Ross. You think because he can drop 20-plus against a team like that, that all of a sudden he's back. All of a sudden, Tobias this, Tobias that. We can't trade him. We need him. You should have traded him yesterday. I'm dead serious. I put out that clip because I was being dead serious. His trade value was never that high. You just played three bums in a row. Tobias had 24 points a game, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists. You should have traded him yesterday. And then you play the Cleveland Cavaliers, 
who, guess what, have length, have athleticism, have defensive strategy and communication. And Tobias Harris was out there getting punked. Tobias Harris was out there getting his lunch money stolen, not even out of his pocket, out of his hand. He was getting his lunch stolen right off his lunch tray. They were bitching Tobias Harris. He's driving to the lane, getting pushed around. Dudes are blocking his layups out of bounds without even jumping. Get that weak shit out of here. Don't bring that juice to a gin party. Rest in peace, Stuart Scott. Tobias Harris was a whopping 0 for 7 in this game. 0 for 3 from 3. And then at halftime, he caught the flu. And now people are telling me, oh, he looked bad because he was sick. No, Daryl probably called somebody and said, get him, get him out of the game. Get him out of the game, bro. I have a trade lined up. I have a trade lined up. I'm trying to sell this guy as high as possible. He just had four great games in a row. I have a trade lined up, and he's smoking rock in this get him out. Maybe nobody will watch this. Maybe nobody will see what just happened. Oh, dude, why did I just get so mad about this game? (laughs) That's my take on Tobias Harris uh, for this game, in case you were wondering. Um, Cavaliers are a deep team. Cavaliers built that team the way that you should build an NBA franchise. They drafted great players. They they hit on so many draft picks. They could even afford to trade one of them. Colin Sexton. Darius Garland. Evan Mobley. There's a couple dudes out there that are 21 years old getting buckets that Doc Rivers would never even look at. Doc Rivers would sneeze and get shingles if he came close to some of these players because he's allergic to anybody under the age of 25. They built that team. They made those trades. And then, then, then they swindle the Karis LeVert, the Jared Allen thing. He didn't even play in this game. Then, then they drop all their first-round picks on Donovan Mitchell, icing on the cake, cherry on top. That's a good team that's going to be good for a long time. What are the 76ers doing? Hmm? Signing 38-year-old P.J. Tucker, huh? Signing Daniel House, who you haven't heard of since James Harden was in Houston? Signing Montrez Harrell, who can't even get on the floor in a Doc Rivers-run organization? My God. Sell the team. (laughs) Also, I take back what I said about Matisse Thibel. Man, 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 man. Well, I'm not going to completely take it back. Romp just texted me. What's up, Romp? (laughs) 
I'm not going to completely take back what I said about Matisse Thibel. I think he's a great perimeter defender, and I think as long as you can just get him standing still and shooting a decent percentage from three, he can be on the NBA on an NBA floor. But but two nights ago, we made the mistake of letting Matisse Thibel drive with his left hand and do a magical left-handed finger roll layup, and now he thinks, "Hey, I can ball a little bit, man," and he can't. You just can't actually play basketball, and that's fine. There's 3 and D players that you would never want to dribble a basketball. Danny Green. Remember Danny Green? I I, I threw up in, in my mouth any time I saw Danny Green dribble the ball. You know what I'm saying? Robert Covington. There's plenty of players. So Matisse Leibel can be valuable. Let's not say that he can't be. You just don't ever want him to try to do anything with the basketball besides shoot an open shot or get rid of it. Uh, he put up like a hook shot in the paint that didn't hit the rim at all and had some other bad plays and then some turnovers and then uh, we made a little bit of a run okay we were on the verge of cutting it to under 20 by the end of the third quarter and I was actually dumb enough <laughs> I was actually dumb enough to tell myself in my dumb head, hey, if we cut this under 20 going into the fourth, you know, I've seen crazier things happen. <laughs> We're on a ver- on the verge of cutting it to under 20 on a steal. The ball gets kicked up to Matisse Steibel. Fast break layup. This guy is six foot seven can legitimately do a 360 through the legs dunk and has to try not to hit his head on the rim. But when he gets on a court, he just get I don't know what it is, bro. He he can't do it. He gets a wide open layup and shanks it. My god, dunk the ball, bro. What are you doing? Dunk the damn basketball. Fucking dunk it. Take two hands and put it inside the rim. Why do we have so many players that play like this? Tobias Harris, dunk the damn basketball. Why do we have so many players that are six foot 13 and can't dunk a damn basketball? All right, let's go through my notes, and then I'm, I'll am i read some of your comments, and then I'm going to get out of here because 26 minutes was already way too many minutes to waste on this game. Uh, first quarter, I saw no action whatsoever. I saw Furkan Korkmaz in the first couple of minutes of the game. Furkan Korkmaz. Now, listen, I know we're down players, but I but we predicted this too, man. We predicted this too. That Furkan's going to have one or two good games against the Orlando Magic, whoever else, and Doc Rivers is going to think to himself, oh, my boy Furky is back. I'm bringing him back. It's time. It's time. It's time. So Furkan Korkmaz is the first player off the bench. Are you kidding me? I don't care if you're down to the G League team. I don't care if you're down to the high school team down the street. Furkan Korkmaz is not coming off my bench first. I don't care.
He was bad in the game. Bad. Uh, Furkan and George Niang were on the floor together in the second quarter. That is, uh, you might as well not cross half court. You know what I'm saying? You might as well not cross half. You got Furkan, come on, bro. I'm a big George, I'm a big Bang Bang Niang fan. I love his effort. But you can't put Korkmaz out there with him on the floor. You're, at, you're asking for wide open layup after wide open layup if you're doing that. You're asking for it. What else? Uh, Joel B got mad at a female referee, and I said, "Hey, you better, you better cut that back a little bit, bro. We are in 2022. We are in the height of cancel culture. You know, if Twitter and uh, some other news outlets get a hold of this video of you yelling at a female referee, the whole team's gonna get canceled. They're gonna delete our franchise from the NBA, man. The same way they delete certain episodes of The Office off of Netflix. So take it easy, Joe." No, nah, but realistically, that chick is bad, and she missed a couple of her uh, easy foul calls, and Joel had a right to be angry. I actually like the fact that he was like, yeah, hey, listen, bro, you want to be a referee in the NBA? I'm going to treat you the same way as I'm going to treat any referee. You suck, bro. That's a terrible call, and I'm going to walk over to you and yell in your face. I think she handles herself well, though. I really do. She didn't give a shit at all. She was like, whatever, technical. <laughs> she was like, bye, bitch. <laughs> See ya. Technical bye. She looked at him and said, stop. <laughs> uh, the Cavaliers shot 66% from three in the first half, and the 76ers shot 24% from three in the first half. Uh, at the end of the first half, this is a tweet thanks to Sean Bernard and Pick Swap Media. The Cavaliers scored 44 points in the second quarter. The Cavaliers shot 16 for 17 in the second quarter. The Sixers shot 3 for 14 on threes in the first half. The Cavs shot 8 for 13, so 66%, 21%. The Cavs were 73% on field goals in general in the first in the first half. And P.J. Tucker actually had six points. So I think the formula here is that we need P.J. Tucker to continue to have goose eggs because when he decides to actually score... Nobody else can score. So don't score any more points, PJ. Just play defense, run around, dive on the floor a couple times. Don't score, man. Don't score. It doesn't work out for us. doesn't work out for us. The third quarter comes around and you think to yourself, they can't possibly keep up this. <laughs> they can't possibly keep up these shooting percentages, right? They can't possibly keep up these shooting percentages. They're going to come back down to earth in the third quarter. They're going to come back down to earth. So the Cavs say, hold my beer first half. I'm going to show you the second half. And they continue to not miss. Donovan Mitchell comes down and hits a three. Donovan Mitchell kicks it to Darius Garland, who hits a three. And then Darius Garland's 35 feet away from the basket, just says, fuck it. Shoots a fadeaway with two defenders in his face from Steph Curry range, high arc and shot. Turns around when the ball's in the air and it drops in. And that's when I was like, okay, I, you know, I had a little bit of faith heading into, but, but what's going on here? I'm, I'm playing 2K on Hall of Fame difficulty, and I got the the blank cards on my team. You know what I mean? I don't even have the, I don't even have the blue ones, the emeralds. I don't even have the rubies. I got all this, uh, the gray cards against a, a, a five diamonds or whatever they are these days. You know what I'm saying? 
It looked like a video game. It was stupid. It was stupid. That's the, probably the best way to sum up this game. It was stupid. Uh, and then Embiid, you know, Garland drove down the lane and Embiid didn't even try to block a shot. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm, 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 <laughs> if I didn't have a podcast and, 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 you know, a couple thousand people weren't going to be entertained by me being annoyed at this game, I wouldn't have watched it. If I didn't have this podcast, there's 0% chance I would have watched the rest of this game. Zero, zero, not 1%, zero. There was no reason for anybody to watch the rest of this game. Zero. But I'm here for y'all, man. So hit the like button, actually. There's only 52 likes on this stream. There's 172 people in here. Hit the like button for me even being here, bro. For me even watching this garbage and coming up here, hit the like button. Uh, the fourth quarter, I decide, okay, I'm, I'm actually going to watch this. I'm going to watch the rest of this. And uh, I saw Montrez Harrell like, do a hook shot that got blocked back into his face, and he tried to sell it as a pass. Uh... And then the Cavs get on a fast break. Darius Garland catches a, a pass. It, it doesn't dribble, just throws up a no-look alley-oop like the Harlem Globetrotters out here just to rub it in. Uh, that was basically it. That was that was basically it. Um, Joel was still out there hustling, diving on the floor and things. I, I thought, like, hey, get him out of the game, man. Why is he even here? Why is he even in this game? Why did you even put him back in in the second half? Um yeah, I, I saw a Paul Reed Furcon Korkmaz two-man game at one time, and my eyes started to bleed. They're bleeding right now. You can't see it on the camera, but there's, they're bleeding. There's blood all over me. My eyes are bleeding. A, a Paul Reed Furcon Korkmaz dribble handoff, and of course it ended in a disaster. He lost the ball, and they got called for a moving screen. I always say I love Paul Reed's energy, and I think he's a defensive center, and I think he should be the backup center, and I think... but. Don't run plays for him to hand it. Don't run dribble handoffs with Paul Reed and Furcon Korkmaz. This was disgusting basketball all around. Disgusting. Uh, Joel was 6 for 16. DeAnthony Melton was 4 for 11. Uh, Shake Milton was 6 for 12. He was over 3 from 3. Had 3 assists. I just didn't see a whole lot of Shake. Furcon was 1 for 4. Uh, George Niang was 2 for 7. Daniel House Jr. was three for four. Paul Reed was 100% from the field. <laughs> Shout out to Paul. And of course, he had five rebounds because that's what he does and two offensive rebounds. So you're always going to get that from Paul. Uh, Trez, I don't know, man. It's not looking like Montrez can do much against decent level NBA talent. Like it just is what it is. Romp nailed it on the head when we, when we signed Montrez Harrell. We were all. Ranting and raving. I did a play breakdown. I did a Montrez Harrell play breakdown. How embarrassing is that? Talking about how much of a dog he is and how much he's going to have. He can't ball against these NBA players. Saban Lee got in the game. Uh, I thought I was going to see Jaden Springer, but I guess he's still injured. Um... Bing Bong, thanks for the super chat, man. We all should agree on and place our bets together. What, what uh, place? What bets together? What are we talking about? What what bets are we talking about, man? I don't know. I don't know what you mean, man. I ain't betting nothing on this team. Uh, yeah. Let's look at the Cavs numbers real quick, man. Um. 
let's see. Diacati. Diacati. Okay, this is the guy I was talking about. All right. Diacati. He is 25 years old. Mamadi Diacati. And 404 error, bad gateway. Okay, cool. NBA.com. That's amazing. Thank you for helping me out here. Uh, Mamadi Diacati. Six points. Um, Evan Mobley gave us 16 and eight rebounds, three assists, and a block shot. Donovan Mitchell had 18 in 25 minutes. He was just running around chucking up threes. He was five for seven from three for 71%. I'm willing to bet he's never done that in his career. Another Sixers opponent dropping a career high. What's new? Darius Garland was three for four from three for 75%. Karis Levert was three for four from three for 75%. Mamadi Diakati was two for four from three for 50%. Are you kidding me? What's his career three-point percentage? Diakati averages three points per game. His three-point percentage uh, on the season, well, I can't see it here because NBA.com sucks, but uh, oh, stats, there we go. Diakati, stats. By year, scoring splits. What are we looking at? Oh, we got an ad. We got ads on NBA.com. I pay for League Pass. Get the ads out of my face. Uh, Diakati, he's actually shooting 44% from three on the season, but he only attempts one per game. So actually, he's not a bad three-point shooter at all. Let's look at Donovan Mitchell's three-point percentages. Uh, Donovan Mitchell shot 71.4%. From three. Donovan Mitchell averages. He's shooting 42.2 this season. Donovan Mitchell's shooting 42.2% from three so far this season. Averaging 28.4 points per game. Wow. 28.4. On 49% from the field. 42.2% from three on nine attempts per game. Four rebounds, five assists. Only three turnovers a game. Do you guys understand how damn good Donovan Mitchell is right now? Do you understand how good Donovan Mitchell is right now? And when I said over the summer, hey, I love Tyrese Maxey. But if you somehow swing a Donovan Mitchell trade and you you put him on this team, he is what you hope Tyrese Maxey can be in the next three or four years. You would just be fast-forwarding. And I'm sorry, Donovan Mitchell, James Harden, Joel Embiid, all healthy, and Donovan being 26 years old and entering his prime. That's a championship big three right there. That's all I was saying. And you guys were coming at me like I'm some kind of idiot, and you were telling me that Donovan Mitchell's a scrub. points per game, 49, 42, and 88 from the free throw line, and nine three-point attempts a game. Come on, bro. Come on. 
Come on. Eastwood's right again. That's one of those things, like whether you make the trade or not make the trade, I'm happy. I love, I love Tyrese Maxey. I think he's going to be that. I think he's eventually going to be that. I definitely do. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about this game. I'm surprised I even talked for 40 minutes about it. Hey, don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every other podcast platform, thanks to Merkle Media. Um, what you guys saying in the comments, man? I got questions for you. Does this game concern you? Or does it completely not matter? Does this game concern you? Or does it completely not matter? I'd still rather have Maxi Spida always falls apart. I mean, it's not like Maxi has carried anyone through the playoffs yet. <laughs> I'm not saying he should. He's young, but Spida's 26. He was playing with Rudy Gobert. That 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 seems like anybody that plays with Rudy Gobert has a tough time doing anything once the playoffs start. Uh, flush it and move on. It doesn't matter. You don't, but you don't think that first quarter. You don't think the way this offense came out. You don't think the lack of system, the lack of plays, the lack of strategy in the first quarter that doesn't concern you. You're telling me you play the way you play against the, the G League Orlando Magic. You play the way you play against the Atlanta Hawks, who aren't a good defensive team. They're, 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 they, they, got some, they got some players, but they're not a good defensive team. You come out and you finally play a good defensive team, and you look like that? You look like that? That doesn't concern you at all? Devonta Smith's burner doesn't matter until we get Glenn out of here. Well, I agree with that like completely. Like down in my soul, I know that for a fact. None of this matters realistically until Glenn Rivers is gone. It just is what it is. Um, but I guess you know, without Harden and Maxi, this is we came back down from from the high that we were on. This is. This is what it should look like when when you're missing two of your stars and you play against the the Cavaliers who are missing players but have their stars and have a very deep team. This is exactly what it should have looked like. And then they just shot the ball, you know, ungodly numbers, and, and it was over. Uh, I wouldn't even think about trading Maxi for Mitchell. Well, you should. It's over now. He's not. It's not like it's not like you can anymore. So whatever. Um. Yes, this game can. Dion Fussell, thank you, man. They, it says yes, this game concerns me. We got to make moves. It's going to be bad, man. If we don't, DMLG hoops. I think this game gives us some good perspective. We're clearly not better than Boston, Milwaukee, or Cleveland. That's that's. Uh, I mean. It's hard to say. I mean, it's not hard to say that. I will say definitely that we're not as good as Boston. Uh, I'll say we're not as good as Boston. But at full strength, with Harden being back in shape and doing what he was doing at the beginning of this season, with Maxie absolutely balling out what he was doing at the beginning of this season, and Embiid, Coming into, uh, you know, being in shape now. We're 20 games into the season. He's in shape now. It takes 20 games, remember. 
I think we compete with, with with Cleveland fully healthy, and I think we compete with Milwaukee fully healthy. We beat Milwaukee, and Maxie went out at halftime. Maxie went out in the first half with that foot injury. We be- we beat Milwaukee. Boston's really good right now. But I think at full strength, we... I wouldn't bet on us beating those teams in a seven-game playoff series it, it, right now, if you're asking me that. But, 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 you know, without Harden and Maxi, at the end of the day, you're starting DeAnthony Melton and Shake Milton. Uh, yeah, you don't have a shot against this, a team like this. Um, they played seven games in nine days. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. They are gassed. Okay. I mean, you know, they are. They are gassed, and we don't have any depth right now because we're playing, you know, our entire bench unit on the floor. I mean, you're really down bad when Furkan Korkmaz is coming in the first quarter of 2022. Superhero, what's up, man? We have some of the worst forwards in the league, and it's embarrassing to watch year after year. We don't have any wings. None. There's no wings, man. In a league that seems to be rich of league, rich of wings, man. In a league that seems to be wings grow on trees. In a league that seems to every team seems to have two or three six foot eight guys that can drive baseline and dunk on somebody. That can just make a play here or there. We get Matisse Thibel who's an NFL defensive back. He can't make a play with the ball in his hands. He made a three in his game, and again, that's all I want him to do. If you could shoot a decent percentage from three, keep doing that, but for the love of the basketball gods and my eyes, do not dribble the ball. I'd rather you stand there and take a shot clock violation than dribble the ball. Yeah, Fire Glenn, of course. It's always Fire Glenn. It's always Fire Glenn. It is Doc's fault. Everything is Doc's fault. Uh at least get rid of at least get rid of Doc and trade Tobias. Well, listen, man. The, the conspiracy could be. The conspiracy could be that Tobias Harris was pulled at halftime, and then they put out that he was sick. Because Daryl was trying so hard to trade him at his highest. And he's got something in the works right now. Shams was this close. Shams was this close, bro. Shams was right here about to type it. He was about to hit send on a talks. Trade talks are heating up with Tobias Harris and multiple teams around the league. And Tobias goes out there and goes 0 for 7 and looks like a scrub. And Daryl pulled him at halftime and said, say something. Tell him he's sick. Tell him he has the flu. We're not putting him back in. If that, if my conspiracy theory is right, Tobias Harris is getting traded tomorrow. If Tobias gets traded tomorrow, you know where you heard it first. Hey, listen, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for hanging out. I needed this. This was fun. This was fun. A game like this, I can't even believe I watched it. This was fun. Coming up here and, you know, saying some of the dumb things that I said and making myself laugh. Maybe I made some of you laugh too. Uh, I had a good time doing it. 
So thanks for tuning in. Yeah, this game was was horrendous. Uh, the the Cavs shot a thousand percent from the floor. We shot zero percent from the floor. It is what it is. It happens. There's nothing you can do about it. Um. Yeah. I'll catch you guys on the next one, man. Hit the like button, man. Did I hit 100 likes? Only got 79 likes. I got to hit 100, man. I need 100 likes before a stream's over. I got to need 100 likes. I'll post some clips tomorrow. I might do a little play breakdown of all of the ridiculous shots that the Cavs made and all some of the ones that we missed that were just really, really bad misses. I think that'll be a fun play breakdown for me to do tomorrow morning. So I might do that. Quit testing me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Cause I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Cause I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Cause I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Test me, test me, test me, test me, test me.